So, as you can see, we have a very special treat today. We have our children here with us today this morning. Uh, would you like to welcome them? And We're excited to have them here with us today because uh, it's not just the end of the year, which is the end of a school year, it's the end of a phase for some of them. And they are actually graduating, for some of them, uh, into teenage years. And so we want to celebrate them, we want to pray for them, uh, we want to wish them all of God's blessings upon them. And so we want to do that as a congregation because our children are very precious to us. Often from week to week, we don't get to see them. Um, but today, we want to make sure front and center that you see all of them and that your wishes and your prayers will go with them. Shall you, will you join me in prayer as we pray for our children? Okay. Dear God, our Emmanuel, you are here with us through all the ages through all time. You are right here with us. And we know you are right here with each of our children who have been a part of the life of this church in such a special way. We pray for each one, those who are here and those who cannot be here today as well, that God, your presence will always be upon them, your wisdom, your love, your grace, your peace, and your hope will surround them wherever they may be. I pray especially for those who are graduating today as they move on to a new phase in their lives. God, I pray that you will continue to watch over each one, that you will protect them, that you will journey with them, that you will draw them close to you and your heart, that they may know your love in deeper and greater ways each and every day. So we commit our children to you, thanking you with all our hearts for all that they have been to us, for all that they are to us, for the blessing that they are. And we come to pray out your blessing upon them as they go. And so now, as we send them off to celebrate Christmas uh, in their children's ministry, will you go with them? And our prayers and our love go with them too. As we pray all this in Jesus' name. Amen. 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 Thank you. So welcome to our FCC Christmas service. Thank you for joining us. And wherever you may be joining us, from, want to extend to you a very warm FCC welcome. This year, the theme of our Christmas service is an upside-down Christmas. And you can see you know, decorations hanging like icicles from the ceiling. Even the tree decoration here behind us is upside-down. Over the season of Advent, we've heard sermons about how things are upside-down with God, especially today when we come together to celebrate the coming of Jesus into our hearts, our homes, and into our world. So will you join us and pray together? God, God of, of love and light and life, in, in the, the right time, you sent Jesus to be Emmanuel, God with us. Help us experience this truth anew today. As we remember and celebrate together Jesus, the light of the world and the Prince of Peace. May I invite you to stand in body or in spirit and join our worship team in the Christmas medley. together. 
expecting this, right? 14. In those days, a decree went out from Emperor Augustus that all the world should be registered. This was the first registration and was taken while Quirinius was the governor of Syria. All went to their own towns to be registered. Joseph also went from the town of Nazareth in Galilee to Judea to the city of David called Bethlehem because he was descended from the house and family of David. He went to be registered with Mary to whom he was engaged and who was expecting a child. And she gave birth to her firstborn and wrapped him in bands of cloth and laid him in a manger because there was no place for them in the inn. In that region, there were shepherds living in the fields, keeping watch over their flock by night. Then an angel said to them, do not, oh sorry, then an angel of the Lord stood before them, and the glory of the Lord shone around them, and they were terrified. <gasps> then, but the angel said to them, Do not be afraid, for see, I'm bringing you good news of great joy for all the people. To you is born this day in the city of David, a Savior who is the Messiah, the Lord. This will be a sign for you, and you will find a child wrapped in bands of cloth and lying in a manger. And suddenly there was with the angel a multitude of the heavenly host praising and saying, God say, glory to God in the highest heaven and on earth peace among those whom God favors. When the angel had left them and gone into heaven, the shepherds said to one another, Let us go now to Bethlehem and see this thing that has taken place, which the Lord has made known to us. So they went with haste and found Mary and Joseph and the child lying in the manger. When they saw this, they made known what had been told them about this child. And all who heard it were amazed at what the shepherds told them. But Mary treasured all these words and pondered them in her heart. The shepherds returned, glorifying and praising God for all they had heard and seen as it had been told them. Aren't you glad finally ended? Pastor <laughs> 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 Mia, it's your turn now. Where are you? Are they? Wait, uh, wait for that to finish first. Oh. Uh, because the people online cannot see. Ah. Okay, I say again. Uh. Say again, no? Pastor Yes. I have some questions to ask you. So, hi, Modi Monster. Hi, Dot. Hello. So, what question do you have? I have heard the Christmas story many times. Just now I even read it. So long, mm. you know. <laughs> yeah, very long. <sighs> Lucky you need read one version. Okay. There are things that I don't understand. 
and doesn't make sense. Are you ready? So what doesn't make sense? So you see, eh, you are telling me God wants to save all of us. And what did he do? He sent us a baby. Ha! Yeah. Did the baby save us? Yeah, God sent a baby, yes. That's so ridiculous. Why didn't God send like Superman? Whoosh! Or Iron Man? Or Wonder Woman? The whole world is waiting for you. So, that's not the way to save the world, eh? How come? Superman is so powerful, you know? He can stop all the bad guys in the world. Boom, boom. So, exactly how Superman is going to save all of them? Beat them up. Throw them into prison. Will that solve all the problems that we are facing? Yeah. You never watch Avengers. Huh. That's a movie. Yeah. Have you... Ever tried solving problems by fighting before? Mm, yeah. Did it work? Not really, love. I got beaten up by Harry Monster. Mm. So you got beaten up by Harry Monster, and it didn't matter whether you're right or Harry Monster is right, right? It's just who is more powerful get to beat up the other person. Yeah, you were stronger. <sighs> so instead of Doing the right thing, all we need to do is become more and more powerful? Of course! Um, so for countries also, it doesn't matter whether we are doing the right thing, we just need to be more and more powerful? Yes, so nobody else can beat them up. See? You know that solving problems by getting a bigger gun or becoming more powerful doesn't really work, right? Huh? In the end, everyone tries to get more and more powerful, so that's how we start, end up with nuclear weapons. We started out with swords and spears. That wasn't enough. Then we made guns. Guns wasn't enough. Then we made tanks and tanks wasn't enough. And now we arrive at nuclear monsters that can destroy the whole world over many, many, many times. Pastor yeah. That's scary. Too. I know that's scary. That's scary for me too. And you know, if you think about it, if you're superheroes, right, then people will still be afraid. They will be afraid of the superheroes because the superheroes are so powerful, no one can stop them. What's to say the superheroes take over the world and rule all of us? But, 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 but Jesus is also powerful. Then how does Jesus save the world? He's supposed to be powerful too. Jesus' power doesn't come from violence. Jesus' power comes from love. And God saves the world through love, not violence. And that's the love that transforms all of us. That's how I understand, let every heart prepare him room. In the passage we read just now, glory to God in the highest and on earth peace and goodwill toward all humankind. And monster kind. And monster kind. Mm. But we still have wars after 2,000 years. We got peace! You know, God isn't saving the world through a snap of a finger like the infinity gauntlet. There isn't an instant solution. That's not how things work. You know, Dot, you are a teacher, mm -hmm. right? So I don't know if you have some experiences of trying to fix something instantly with your students. Um, yeah, I tried to fix something once with Moldy. You know, mm -hmm. he, that time, remember Moldy? You fought with Harry Monster mm -hmm. over a cookie? 
I made you both say sorry to each other, but that didn't work, right? Yeah. Why do you think that did, why do you think that, that that didn't work? Because while they said sorry to each other, they were still angry with each other and the root cause had still not changed. Yeah, Harry told my my cookie again. Harry wanted to my cookie. And we didn't know why Harry kept doing it. Yeah. And I didn't talk to Harry for a while. You see, there are some times that we just step into the situation and try to solve the problem, but we just try to solve the problem on the surface. It's not what is needed. What is needed is inner transformation. Wait, do you say inner transformer? No, inner transformation, not Optimus Prime. Inner transformation. Transformation of the heart. So we become aligned with God's will. Human beings and monsters often yes. act out of selfishness, self-centeredness and fear. Yes, Harry Monster felt that it was unfair that Moldy had cookies and he didn't. And Harry Monster was hungry. So you understand why Harry Monster took the cookie, right? Not really. Because I thought I can share my cookies with him. But he never asked permission. Mm -hmm. Yes, and that's our selfishness and self-centeredness. And this doesn't just play out in our personal lives, but also in our community and even on a global level. Why do you think all the nations go to war for? Because they want more things, more mm -hmm. stuff, more hmm, resources. Yeah, more resources. And because they don't trust the other side. Mm, they don't trust each other, exactly. But how does sending a baby change anything? That's a good question. When a baby comes into the world, the baby is totally helpless. It can do little but cry when it's hungry or uncomfortable and needs something from the adults. All the adults, especially the parents, have to protect it, provide for it, and even create a safe and healthy environment for it to grow up in. You know, who wrapped baby Jesus in the swaddling cloth? Of course, it's the adults around, around him, right? He was cold, and that's what, and he, he's helpless to do anything but get help from the people around. Dot, you are a mom. So, share us your experience as a mom, as a mother. Oh, when my first child was born, I was ecstatic. You know, the child could do nothing for me, but I loved the child all the same. And his name was Dale. And so it was with the rest of my children as well, Dew and Dusk. I loved them all. Yeah. So you love your child just because they are your child. Not because of what they have done or not done. So likewise, we are beloved because we are God's beloved children. Not because of what we have done or what we have not done. And that is grace. We do not need to win over God's love because we are already loved. God took on flesh as a helpless baby to teach us how to love and to transform us from within. But, but then, why is the world so terrible still? Why do we still have wars? And why do people still because we still have a long way to go to be fully aligned with God's will. There are still people who are unwilling to trust God. And so they take things into their own hands. 
And to be honest, I don't have total trust over God often. Sometimes I'm still afraid. Sometimes I'm still lost. We are still fearful of each other. We have still not followed God's way fully. But we keep going about doing things our own way. No. We have armies in the world because we still want to protect ourselves. We still don't trust each other. We still don't see each other as siblings. Why do we have weapons that can harm and hurt one another? Because we have to protect ourselves from the enemies. And as long as we see other people as enemies, we will still be afraid of them. Then the kingdom of God will still be far away. The prophet Isaiah proclaims that in the last days, the mountain of the Lord's temple will be established as the highest of mountains. It will be exalted above the hills and all nations will stream to it. Many people will come and say, Come, let us go up to the mountain of the Lord, to the temple of the God of Jacob. God will teach us God's ways so that we may walk in God's paths. And they will beat swords into plowshares and their spears into pruning hooks. Nation will not take up sword against nation, nor will they train for war anymore. God isn't saving the world by directly intervening and solving the problem, but instead working through all of us, working through the transformation of all our hearts so that all of humanity will learn God's ways and walk in God's path. So we'll not see anyone as enemy, but siblings, everyone beloved by God. God came not, Christ came not to fix us, but make us a new creation. You know, Don, how do you go about um, when, no, how did it go the first time you told Harry, Monster and Modi to patch things up? Well, it didn't really go well at all. Yeah, they sort of made up, but I don't think there was any transformation. There was no growth, no repentance because Harry did it again. Yeah. That's the thing. We need to get inner transformation. Wait, wait, wait. Then why don't get Jesus born as royalty, a king? Isn't it easier to command people to make peace? Does, Mo does Modi listen to you when you ask Modi to do things? Nope. Yeah, no? Then you think that Jesus as the king will, can, can tell everyone to follow? I don't think that happens. We, command, we can command people to do things. And they may follow the instructions and do. But it comes from, it comes from being told what to do. It does not come from inside us. And the, any change is just temporarily. You know, Harry Monster still took a cookie the second time, right? Yeah. So you cannot tell Harry Monster to not take your cookie, right? That doesn't work. So Harry Monster didn't transform on the inside and only say sorry because God told him to say sorry. Likewise, God desires us to act from what is inside us our values, our principles, our feelings. When our hearts are aligned with love, justice, then we are aligned with God's will. Then the kingdom of God will be manifested here on earth. And also, if Jesus is born as royalty, then those who are lowly will still be looked down upon and they will not be considered as equals. 
God became flesh in baby Jesus so that God is with the least amongst us, so that we can change our values and realize everyone's equal and everyone is of worth in God's eyes. Wait, even monsters? Yes, even monsters. Yeah. But no? people say that monsters cannot be loved, you know? That we are unclean <sighs> and we are not worthy of God's love. Modi, you too are a creation of God. You too are beloved just as you are. <sighs> Everyone is beloved. That is the good news of Christmas. Not only are we God's beloved, but everyone is. God loves everyone unconditionally. Just now you said humankind, eh? Yes. Earlier on. Humankind. Must be, say every kind. Every kind. Mm. Everyone. Yes. So, glory to God in the highest, and, and on, on earth, earth peace and goodwill, goodwill to every, every kind. kind. Will you rise again and join our worship team in worship?
Everyone
An upside-down Christmas. That's our theme for this year. Perhaps a little bit of a strange theme, but it was not meant to be just tongue-in-cheek, right? but to really help us to experience, to have a different expectation of what Christmas really means. In the first week of Advent, we actually had this theme carrying through, right, throughout Advent to Christmas. And when they preached on how, not to get ready. We often think of Christmas as a time of peace, love, hope, and great joy. And it is. It is. But there are times we are caught off guard in the midst of festivities by unexpected tragedies, death, sickness, and loss. And just as tragedies show up unexpectedly, so Jesus also shows up unexpectedly in them. At Jesus' first coming, he defied people's expectations of who the Messiah was and what he came to do. People thought that Jesus came to lead a violent revolt, to overthrow Roman rule. Instead, he modeled peaceful protest and gave his life for all. He came to show us what love really looks like. And this Christmas, we celebrate Jesus' first coming, and it's coming again in our lives and in our world. Jesus comes to us when we least expect him to. And he may do something surprising and amazing, even in the midst of difficulties and tragedy. God doesn't engineer tragedies, but God can use them to shake us out of our comfort zones. Our sense of security in life is often found in the limited, in the temporal. But it is in unexpected times that we realize what and who we have placed our security in. And our false sense of security needs to be stripped away so that our hearts can learn to truly love and be loved wholeheartedly. On the second week of Advent, David spoke about three ways not to repent. One, don't punish yourself. Two, don't try to clean yourself up on your own way to earn God's love. And don't let guilt drive you away from God. And three, don't put on a show for being sorry for God. Repentance is a change of heart and mind. It isn't about earning God's love or God's forgiveness or God's favour. We are already beloved. We are already forgiven. Repentance is about living out and living up to our belovedness. So we reveal God's love to the world. This is the upside-down way God works. God's way is not transactional. It's not an exchange. Jesus was born before we did anything. We are first loved before we did anything. And then in the third week of Advent, Miak reminded us how 
not to be great by first asking us what we understand by greatness. What is your idea of great based on? The secular world has taught us what is great. Great is being famous, successful, powerful, rich, influential. But what is great from God's perspective? Jesus was never clothed like a king. In fact, he was clothed like a commoner. Jesus told us that the first shall be last and the last shall be first. And that is what the gospel reveals. Instead of upward mobility, Jesus modeled to us what it means to be on the path of downward mobility. Instead of climbing up, God became flesh and descended into time and space to be with the least, the marginalized, the forgotten. Jesus wasn't born in a palace. He wasn't born to a life of wealth or power. Jesus was born in a manger to a young teenager named Mary and a carpenter husband, Joseph. Jesus is God incarnate. And God could have chosen any other better family, right? If not royalty, then at least maybe a priestly family. But that is not what God chose to do. Instead, Jesus was born into poverty among a people subjugated by the Roman Empire. So here, clearly, is an invitation for us to rethink what we understand as great. God's kingdom is an upside-down kingdom. Upside-down to us because it reverses what we would have been taught about what is great and what we should strive for. God's greatness is revealed in the upper room the night before Jesus was crucified. He did not put on splendorous robes. He took off his outer clothing, wrapped a towel around his waist, and he bent down to wash his disciples' feet. And then Jesus asked his disciples and us, do you understand what I have done for you? Here is a counter-cultural act, an upside-down act. It is usually the deity that is worshipped, revered, respected. Jesus demonstrated what this downward movement looks like. Our God is a God who took on flesh, not to be served, but to serve. So God's greatness is about serving and lifting up the least so that all shall see the salvation of God and experience the love of God when nobody is in need, hungry, alone, unloved. And likewise, Jesus is inviting us on the same path of downward mobility. Will you serve and love with your whole heart so that all may see the salvation of God and experience the love of God for themselves? And on the last Sunday of Advent, last week, Elvin spoke about how not to save the world. The way to save the world articulated by the Roman Empire is Pax Romana. And their ideology is religion, war, victory, then peace. You worship the gods, you go to war with their assistance, you are victorious with their help, and you obtain peace from their generosity. 
Pax Romana is still prevalent today, just that it's more Pax Americana than Pax Romana. This piece is built upon the same pyramid where you submit to Caesar your rights and your freedoms in exchange for that peace. But God's way of saving the world is different. It is not through love, you know, it is not through violence, but love. It is not through force or coercion, but invitation. This way requires our participation. It requires us to learn to love each other as Christ has loved us. It requires us to act like how Christ has acted. And God will aid us. All we need to do is participate in faith, like Mary shaking the palm tree for dates in the Quran. The world will be saved one little bit at a time as we audaciously participate in the redemption of the world. During this Christmas season, we see all the decorations put up, both in churches and also in the shopping malls. At the same time, we should not be swept up in all that glitz and glamour. Christmas is supposed to reveal the upside-down way that God goes about saving the world. Upside down because God takes on human flesh, downgrading rather than upgrading. Upside down because the angel's proclamation wasn't to the rich and powerful, but to the lowly shepherds in the fields. Upside down because God is telling us who God is, revealed in Jesus, who teaches us how to love, like how he had love. This is the good news that Christ, who is born this day, brings. So we come to a time of communion. Into this world, this demented inn, in which there's absolutely no room for him at all, Christ has come uninvited. But because he cannot be at home in it, because he's out of place in it, and yet he must be in it, his place is with those others for whom there is no room. His place is with those who do not belong, who are rejected by power because they are regarded as weak, those who are discredited, who are denied the status of persons, tortured, excommunicated, with those for whom there is no room, Christ is present in this world. Upside down, that is God's way. We tried so hard to keep you far away, calling you God most high. Yet you love the world so much, you chose to descend from high up to become one of us. Upside down. Word made flesh. You, you walked, walked, worked, prayed, loved, laughed, and cried with us. Word made flesh. For us, you were handed over, crushed, poured out, broken. You told us to remember you through bread and wine, the fruit of vine and earth. 
You gave us these to keep us connected to the story. Do this remembering me. We break bread as Jesus did, remembering the call to love generously and faithfully, whatever the cost. You poured out the wine. You gave thanks for all the blessings in your life, honouring the God so faithfully present in your life and ours. May these ordinary things be blessed, for they represent both the ordinary and the extraordinary, as you call us to follow you. Here is the bread of life, food for the spirit. Let all who hunger come and eat. Here is the fruit of the vine pressed and poured out for us. Let us all who thirst now come and drink. We come to make peace. We come to be restored in the name, in the love of God. We come to be made new as an instrument of that love. All are worthy, all are welcome. Will the stewards come forward to distribute elements? Um, those of you online, you can prepare the elements and we can partake of the elements together. For those of you who are here um, for the first time or not regular at FCC, we celebrate an open table. This means that you do not have to be a member of FCC, you do not have to be baptized, you do not need to show anything. Um, all you need to know is you are beloved and God's grace is sufficient. Has everyone been served? Yeah, anyone needs? Okay. Let us partake the elements with thankfulness together.
may I invite those who are willing and able to stand in body or in spirit and join in this prayer. Together. Holy God, who is love, you are who we want to know and be known by truly. May, May we be aligned with your, with your spirit as you help us embody love and compassion in this world. May your love bring healing to broken people, systems and relationships towards the restoration of Shalom. Give us what we need this day to be our true selves and love others so they may do the same. Help us to forgive ourselves and others as we learn to let go of shame and resentment. Lead us that we may not add to the harm or oppression of others. Help us instead lead the way to freedom, just as you have freed us. May your joy, hope, love and justice be our anthem now and forevermore. Amen. Please be seated. So uh, thank you, Pastor Miyak and Pastor Pauline. Thank you, Dot and Moldy Monster, for the wonderful program. And a very warm welcome to everyone here on site. Welcome to Free Community Church, where free stands for first realize everyone's equal. So FCC is an inclusive church. That means you're welcome here regardless of your economic status, your theological background, your sexual orientation, or your gender identity, or any of the other labels the world puts on you. So especially since it's Christmas, thank you for joining us to celebrate this Christmas together. And uh, if this is not your home church or you're just visiting us, we do invite you to consider coming back uh, next Sunday. And we, do, we meet here every, uh, every Sunday at 10.30. So if you're new with us, um, you can fill out your details at the QR code above or at uh, fcc.ly slash welcome. And uh, this will be just a way for you to let us know that you came. And then our pastors can reach out to you and uh, find out how we can serve your needs. Also, if you're watching us online, you can also do that. And consider, us, consider giving our video a, a like and subscribing to our channel. So my name is David, and I'm the service leader today. We also have a newcomers meeting at the end of every month. So that will be uh, next Sunday, and it will be after the service. And this is a chance for you to meet our leaders, our pastors, find out about our theology, our history, and how you can get more involved or become part of our community. So and we now come to a time where we worship God with our giving. Uh, so there's two ways you can give. Uh, one is to, uh, by scanning the two QR codes above. Uh, there's one for the general fund, uh, which goes to paying our uh, staff salaries and our operating expenses. And the other is for the building fund, which is for paying the mortgage on this property. And let me just say, if you're a first time here, please do not feel obligated to give. You do not need to pay to come here. This is a free, uh, we welcome you here. Uh, but if you're a regular or a member and you um, have committed to supporting us, then yes, please do. There's a, the other way you can give is by credit card at freecomchurch.give.asia. So please join me as we pray for the offering. Dear God, at Christmas time, we especially remember how much you've given to us 
in your birth, in your life, and your death on the cross, you, gave, you just gave of yourself selflessly and generously and asking us, do you understand what I have done for you? Showing us the full extent of your love. And so in gratitude, we give back to you a portion of what you've entrusted to us. And God, may you help us to use this to extend your love and your grace to more people, to extend your kingdom. And may you bless this offering and all the hearts that give. In Jesus' name, amen. May I invite the stewards to come forward to collect the offering. So if you're here on site and you would like to drop some cash into the bag, please raise your hand and the stewards will come to you. So while the stewards are going around, we do have some announcements. Um, so we're going to be starting a new sermon series uh, starting on the 1st of January, and it's called Walking Together Towards Growth and Wholeness in Christ. And it'll be based on the book, We Make the Road by Walking. So we do invite you to come join us for this new sermon series. Maybe you've been uh, at home watching online, and now maybe this, in this new year, it'll be a, t a time to consider actually coming back physically to this place because it's one thing to watch online i think you get a different experience when you're here singing with uh, brothers and sisters and actually getting to experience the service in person so if you've been sort of watching at home or you know considering maybe not coming please do consider joining us for this uh, series and um, chinese new year is coming up pretty soon in fact christmas is just barely over and the Chinese New Year decorations are already up all over the place. So we have a Lunar New Year reunion lunch and that will be on the 5th of February uh, at 1.15 p.m. and there will be a cost of $55 per person. Please sign up at fcc.ly slash cny and we, uh, please register by the 27th of January. Um, actually, I also want to mention today, after the service, we do have a lunch prepared as well. So please consider staying around for that if you don't have any lunch plans. There'll be a buffet served right outside in the car park. So what you'll do is after the service, you'll go out by the door on the back on the right, you get your food and then come back in on the door on the left and then you can just eat here. We're not setting up any tables, we'll just use the chairs. And then afterwards, in the afternoon, we have another service which will be a bilingual service starting at 2.30. So you can consider staying for that if you, if you know, Chinese is your preferred language. There'll be a different program, different sermon, uh, Chinese songs, and you can also invite your friends and family to attend that as well. So now invite uh, Pastor Pauline to give us the benediction. Will you rise uh, in body or in spirit to receive the benediction? God of love and light, God our Emmanuel, you chose to come down to be with us to show us what love truly looks like. And for that, God, we give you our love and our thanks and our gratitude for all that you've done for us, for all that you're transforming us to be. So now go, 
go as God's people who are transformed by love. And may you go out to transform this world with love as our God of love goes with you both now and forever. Amen. And now, we'll end with our last song. Christmas everyone!
Well, hello. Merry Christmas! <laughs> Have a blessed Christmas, everyone.